Thank you for joining me in today's podcast. This is Ray Martinez with Conversations with Ray. Today's topic is going to be about rescuing. And I've titled this Rescue 911. If you remember, you're probably too young, but there was a 1989 docudrama that lasted nine seasons. It was hosted by William Shatner. Uh, He was a reality TV series that focused on police, firefighters, paramedics, and just ordinary people as they respond to real 911 emergency phone calls. Most of the stories dealt with serious situations, including deaths, but the show occasionally highlighted a more lighthearted 911 call, such as a potential burglar getting stuck inside or upside down in a chimney. Well, that actually happened to me. In my experience in law enforcement, we covered a call one time uh, when I was a young police officer, and it was a burglary call that set off the alarm, and we couldn't find out what had been broken into. Lo and behold, we find that the person had entered through the rooftop through the venting system and got stuck in the venting system. So we had to call the fire department to rescue him from the duck work. And then once we rescued him, we had to take him into custody for attempted burglary. So he got freedom for a little bit and then lost his freedom after that incident. But kind of a hilarious situation where he put himself in a bad predicament. Here's today's reading from the scripture. We're taking it from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 9. And it says, The Lord knows how to rescue godly people from their trials, even while keeping the wicked under punishment until the day of final judgment. In the King James Version, they use the word deliver instead of rescue. I like the word deliver because it refers or implies to being set free. If we look at the earlier verse of the chapter, we realize that the people who were wicked and kept under punishment until the day of final judgment are the fallen angels that is referenced in verse 4 of this chapter. The scripture teaches us in Matthew 1 verse 21 that he, Jesus, will save his people from their sins. He came to save us from sin by being that sacrifice for our sins. That's how he rescued us. N.T. Wright, an English New Testament scholar and a Pauline theologian and a Anglican bishop says that the word salvation denotes rescue. Rescue? What from? Well, of course, ultimately death. And since it is sin that colludes with the forces of evil and decay, sin leads to death. So we are rescued from sin and death. Well, God rescues the people of Israel from Pharaoh under the direction of Moses. That's one of the largest rescue missions that I've seen in the Bible. It wasn't up to Moses to change Pharaoh's heart. God took care of that. After reconciling himself to the assignment, and sometimes it takes us a while, Moses was faithful in answering God's call to speak up for the Hebrews, no matter how long it took. Moses' strategy was to do as God asked and leave the final results to God. Look how many times it took Moses to call down punishment from God. God's plan C in this rescue mission was in Exodus 14 verse 15, 
And then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots and his horsemen. You see, there are times we want to do God's will, our way, instead of his way. I think it's important that we learn to be sensitive to that. Jonah was another great example of a rescue mission. Jonah chapter 2, and it was really from the depths and the heights that God saved Jonah from his unfounded fears and false values. Jonah 2.1 and verse 2 and verse 7 says, From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me from deep in the realm of the dead. I called for help, and you listened to my cry. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. And we all know what the rest of the story is. Well, Jonah was spewed out by the fish onto dry ground, and then he finished the mission that God wanted him to do. As illustrated by Noah's family in 2 Peter 2.5 and Lot, his family, 2 Peter 2.7, talks about this. The Lord is faithful to his own people. Peter needed to assure his readers that their struggles to live godly lives in the face of false teaching and the world's mockery would be rewarded. This really brings us back to what Peter is saying. God knows how to rescue us. In other words, we don't know how, but God does. When we are at wit's end, and don't know what to do, we refer to God and what he taught us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Isaiah 41:10 says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. In other words, he will rescue us. Judges 10.15 says, But the Israelites pleaded with the Lord and said, We have sinned. Punish us as you see fit. Only rescue us today from our enemies. We also read in Psalm 71 verse 2, He says, Save me and rescue me, for you do what is right. Turn your ear to listen to me and set me free. God is on the move to rescue people from misery to everlasting happiness, which can only be found in Him. That's John Piper. What a great statement. Christine Kane said, God uses rescue people to rescue people. Kane and her husband, Nick, are best known for founding the A21 campaign in 2008, a 501 nonprofit non-governmental organization that combats human trafficking, which she understands what rescuing is all about. How is God using me to help rescue others? That's a good question for ourselves. Maybe it's through counseling, 
or providing or just stepping into someone's life while in desperation. You know, emergency services steps into the lives of others who are in desperation, whether that's from a rescue mission from a fire or water or home invasion of some sort. They don't know and they don't know you, but they are willing to intervene in a crisis situation. Yes, they get paid for it, but it's still risky. Can you take the risk to intervene in someone's life? Will you allow God to use you to rescue others? You are the perfect candidate to help rescue others. Those who've been rescued from sin are best suited to help rescue others who are in trouble. That's you, and that's me. That's all of us whom God has already rescued. Let's just cover a few takeaways here. Number one, take direction from God without trying to direct God. Number two, call unto the Lord, even in the middle of the crises, no matter where you are at the time. Number three, God is faithful to his people, so we should be faithful to God. Number four, God knows how to rescue us. Number five, don't be afraid or discouraged. And number six, we should be willing to rescue others through God's direction like Moses did. People known in the Bible for their ability to rescue others through God were people like Nehemiah, Samson, King David, Rahab the prostitute. And don't forget Esther, who was placed in the king's favor to have the Jewish people saved and rescued from being murdered by the king. This is where we get the phrase, for such a time as this. You are important in God's eyes, even though we may not think we are. I like the lyric to the song called, Nobody, by Matthew West. And it says, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody, that is, about Jesus Christ our Lord. Have a blessed day. Thank you.